we'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 24, 2016. We're going to continue. This report is entitled Shocking Chemtrail Flu and Its Alarming Symptoms. Uh, this was just put out March 2nd of this year. Chemtrails has been one of the most underrated issues that the world is facing. Chemtrail flu has been discovered and it's very dangerous. Uh, what is this and its symptoms? Let's find out. Now, granted, what we're talking about here doesn't necessarily, I'm not going to, I mean, obviously there's other things that can cause this. But for this application, this is what chemtrail flu can do. You're sick, your nose is stuffy, your body aches, you're sweaty, you're coughing, you're sneezing, and you don't have enough energy to get out of bed. It may not be the normal flu, according to Dr. Len Horowitz. His opinion is not based on conspiracy theory, but on conspiracy fact. Over the past 10 years, Horowitz has become America's most controversial medical authority. I think he goes way back further than 10 years, but uh, a university-trained medical researcher, Horowitz, charges that elements of the United States government are conspiring with major pharmaceutical companies to make large segments of the population sick. Hopefully we've already proven that today. The mainstream media is reporting that hospital emergency rooms are jammed with patients suffering from a bizarre upper respiratory infections they don't quite that don't that doesn't quite seem like a virus. They're reporting that it's a mystery flu and that the flu and that this flu the, that the vaccines are ineffective against it. Sorry, that they wasn't written very well there. Um, so the vaccines, well, they're not effective anyway, but um, Dr. Leonard Horwitz says, that's all hogwash, bogus nonsense. The fact of the matter is we have seen this type of epidemic since the end of 1998 and the beginning of 1999. People have been hacking and coughing from this bizarre illness, and that does not seem to follow any uh, logical viral or bacterial onset in transition period. I, I will also say that I put out before a long time ago that there was an explosion and has been an explosion in lung cancer on people that were non-smokers well you really don't need to look any farther than the chemtrails to know that the ethylene dibromide by itself that the chemtrails are actually putting out is carcinogenic it's cancer causing so you don't have to have smoked a day in your life to develop lung cancer at this point just from the chemtrails alone and particularly if you're susceptible to it um he goes on to say if it was really bacterial or a viral infection, it would have caused a fever, but it didn't. It lasts for weeks, if not months. So I guess that's one of the signs. It doesn't cause a fever. You can have all the stuff that should be causing a fever, but it's not, okay? It, it lasts for weeks, if not months. Sinus congestion, sinus drainage, cough, fatigue, general malaise. People have been feeling, quote, off. The Armed Forces Research Institute of Pathology has registered a patent for the pathological mycoplasma, that is causing this uh, this epidemic. Uh, you can see this patent report in the book Healing Codes for the Biblical Apocalypse. Eh, this guy is way too New Age for me. Okay, tries to commingle Bible and like his little cult New Age stuff, and that's the one thing I really don't like about Horowitz at all. Okay, I believe he he brings a lot of things that he says. Oh, this is the good stuff the occultists are hiding from us. Uh, really be careful with that stuff. But he does have a lot of very, very good information. So you have to really glean when you're dealing with this guy. Okay? Because I've been well aware of this guy for a long, long, before I even got into ministry. Uh, but I've always been, you know, kind of gun shy on him for that reason. Horowitz says the mycoplasma is not really a fungus. It's not really a bacteria. It's not really a virus. It has no cell wall. It goes deep into the cell nuclei 
thereby making it difficult to mount an immune response against it. It's a man-made biological weapon. The, the patent report explains how it causes chronic upper respiratory infections that are virtually identical to what's going on right now. I believe the chemtrails are responsible for a chemical intoxication of the public, which would then cause a general immune suppression, low-grade to high-grade, um, immune suppression depending on exposure the immune dysfunction allows people to become susceptible to opportunistic infections such as mycoplasma and other opportunistic infections says dr horowitz i first began to investigate chemtrails when some were sprayed over my home in northern idaho i took pictures of them then i contacted the environmental protection agency of the state who were clueless and referred me to the air force they got me in touch with centers for disease control and toxicology and after about a week i received a call uh, I received a letter from one of their chief toxicologists saying, indeed, there was some amount of ethylene dibromide in the jet fuel. Okay. Again, I think they're, they're putting extra ethylene dibromide in the chemtrails. And if, if anything shows up on the ground, ethylene dibromide, well, then they can just say, well, it's coming from the jet fuel. When actually we're getting a heck, and way more of a helping heaping dose in the chemtrails themselves. But they, they can have plausible deniability by saying, well, it naturally occurs in the jet fuel. Even though they took it out of the jet fuel, out, out of, I'm sorry, the, the unleaded fuel that we used to use to fuel our cars with because it was so bad. But it's okay to spray it overhead, to burn it overhead, essentially, in the jet fuels. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Ethylene dibromide is known as a human chemical carcinogen and was removed from unleaded gasoline because of its cancer-causing effects. Now, suddenly, it has appeared in jet fuel that high-altitude military aircraft are emitting. Ethylene dibromide is in chemtrails, and that, in part, is causing immune su suppression and weakening people's immune systems. Then you've got a, a microplasma microbe, or a fungus. Now, so, now, so this is a whole other can of worms we're opening up now. We've, we've talked a lot about the aluminum, but we haven't even talked about this aspect yet. And, and I, don't, I don't even know which one's more serious. This, is, this has more potential to kill you, this part. You know, whereas the aluminum is more of a slow, long, progressional death, you know. Um, so let's go further here. So the ethylene dibromide is causing immune suppression and weakening people's immune systems. Then you've got a microplasma microbe or a fungus that's causing upper respiratory illness. Suddenly, then you develop secondary bacterial infections. Then you get hit with the antibiotics because you go to the MDs and the antibiotics cause your immune system to further be suppressed. So now you get rashes and other things. Your liver gets full of toxins. You kill all the good healthy uh, flora in your intestinal tract. All of this is by design. That's why they're mass feeding the cattle industry antibiotics. They'll say, well, so that the chickens and the, the herd doesn't get sick because if one gets sick, they'll all die. Okay, great. You can use that as an excuse, but... You're devastating their own immune system, and all those antibiotics are getting concentrated in the meat. I'm not saying the farmers are doing it for that purpose, but I'm saying it's all being done by design. The farmers are being told to do this because this is the way you do it, and it's by design. Um, it's ultimately going to end up in us to a certain extent. Um, and then it, these toxins come out of the skin in rashes, and then you get hyperallergic reactions associated with other chemicals. He goes on to say, I've got colleagues in the Bahamas, Bermuda, Toronto, British Columbia, all reporting the same bizarre seeding of the atmosphere. What is going on is just despicable. All of a sudden, now you've got human beings completely out of balance and infected by two or three or four microbial cofactors, as well as intoxicated by a variety of different chemicals. And you've got 
somebody's, and then you've got somebody who's going to be chronically ill, and that's not even factoring in all of the other ways we're being hit with the tainted water, fluoride, chlorine, all the other garbage they're putting in there, and then the tainted foods, GMOs, and all the chemicals, and all the other garbage they're doing to the foods. And then you got, this is just the chemtrails we're talking about. <clears throat> Going further, it says, the Frank Church Congressional Hearings of 1975 exposed the Central Intelligence Agency's biological weapons contracting firms, Litton Bionetics, and the Army Corps of Engineers who were developing and utilizing various biological weapons on populations. Isn't that nice of, of, the, of the government doing this to us and not getting our permission to do any of it? And this is all done under black operations, covert operations, where they get funding and congressional people are never informed of really where the money is going. It's all black budget, says Horowitz. Continuing, and in the contemporary uh warfare arena where experts in biological chemical warfare convene and discuss the ways that are ideal to conduct warfare today they want to produce people who are chronically ill and become dependent upon the state and totally sap the resources of the country exactly and then you can move in with your military medical industrial complex and your international medical pharmaceutical cartels then you sell these defeated countries all the pharmaceuticals and chemicals they need to maintain any semblance of healthy function this is where they're wanting to bring us all to this this weak, sickly, dependent population. Eventually, they're just going to say, "Well, you know what? Your your body's shot. You need to have this neural implant. You need to have this. You need to do this. You need to take this mark of the beast, whatever, you know, in order to be healthy. And or you need to have your consciousness uploaded into this mainframe, which is what they're planning on doing. Literally, I've played the videos before. I mean, it just never ends." Going further, it says, what I'm relating to you now is not speculation. If you read the top experts' analysis of military warfare, including the report from Myron Mountain, the Rockefeller family is one of the major players in this conspiracy. They are one of the major players in world genocide, world population reduction. That's no mystery anymore. When you examine who owns the chemtrail companies, who are the company directors, suddenly you enter into the realm of the Rockefeller family and the royal families, Standard Oil and British Petroleum. And what are their other agendas? Suddenly now you see their documents showing that they have funded, historically, eugenics, racial hygiene, genocide, depopulation, family planning, maternal and child health, uh, where, they make, where they make and deliver vaccines and contam contaminated blood samples. These are the banksters, the same people who run the blood banking as well as the money banking industries, says Horowitz. I reference a great book by Dr. John Coleman who worked as a British Secret Service agent at the highest levels where he articulated who clearly runs those companies. It all goes back ultimately to the highest levels of the royal family. The Bush family, the Rothschild family. The Rothschilds from what I've always seen are at the kind of the top of the food chain of the 13 families of the Illuminati. The Rockefellers and the entire Rockefeller establishment is based on Rothschild money and the royal families. The, Roth the Rothschilds were really the ones that put the Rockefellers into play in America from what I could gather way back when. The ruling crime families are making vast fortunes off humanity's suffering. The Rockefellers monopolized the American medicine in the 1920s. They, along with I.G. Farben, which was the driving monetary force behind Hitler, behind the Third Reich, okay, uh, this chemical conglomerate of I.G. Farben that split into three co companies after World War II so that they weren't indicted as war criminals, okay, uh, Bear Aspirin is one of them, TDK, and BASF. 
So those are the um, companies they split into. Anyway, um, they, along with IG Farben, Germany's leading industrial organization, held the monopoly on the world's chemical and pharmaceutical industries. The Rockefellers and IG Farben worked together before World War II and during World War II. For all practical purposes, the Rockefellers and the IG Farben were the Third Reich. Yeah, did you ever see any of the Rockefellers indicted for war crimes after World War II? No. No. Well, Prescott Bush was with them as well, the Bushes. You know, and here we have two Bushes that were presidents. So these are the people, these are the devils that are above the people that, you know, kind of typically tend to get indicted or, or brought to any kind of, of justice. You know, the kingmakers or whatever you want to call them. Who else is involved? The Merck Pharmaceutical Company. Their president, George W. Merck, was America's biological weapons industry director during World War II. He was personally appointed by President Roosevelt and the Secretary of War, Stimson. The Nazis planned for the New World Order. They even had a term for it. New Ordering, which means New Order, New World Order. This today is the New World Order, is the rise of the Fourth Reich. This is the rise of the Fourth Reich. This is precisely what they envisioned, and then they carried it out on a global scale. The goal of the Fourth Reich is the population control and genocide. Who are they targeting for genocide? If there's an attempt underway to reduce the population of the planet, um, then why isn't it happening? Well, it is happening, obviously. Look at countries like Africa. Third world nations have been heavily targeted with HIV and AIDS. True. And consider the 73% of AIDS in, in uh, HIV-AIDS patients in America are either black or Hispanic. Stati and also statistically, 55% of gay men in America are already dead. Well, they, they targeted the gay male populations back in 1978 with the hepatitis B vaccine given to the populations in San Francisco, Chicago, New York. And that's when AIDS started really, really showing up. Because they knew through their sexual practices they would be the ideal vector to spread it. It's, it's a retrovirus. It's not something that would ever occur naturally in nature, HIV. Okay, so uh, I think they targeted them, them for that reason as well because they know that they're like alley cats and, you know, that's how, the, you know, it's spread. Are you seeing depopulation specifically targeting minority groups now? Uh, of course, it's happening right now. Also, this just came out this week. Current headlines read, flu vaccines causing massive spikes in deaths of elderly across the UK. How many times have you heard me say that whenever flu season rolls around, whenever, whenever they have the, the retirement homes and flu season rolls around, the, the, the retirement homes are like, well, we, we know we're going to have a whole bunch more beds opening up because there's going to be people dropping dead like flies once they get their flu shots. Happens like clockwork. Here we have a mainstream report out of the UK, flu vaccines causing massive spike in deaths of elderly across the UK. It's the flu vaccines. They're killing people. Nobody's being sued, though. And they just, they just take their death, evidently, and go, well, you know, whatever. It was their time. So the, the certain demographics are being, you know, black Hispanics, um, you've got the elderly, they want to take them. I mean, these are a lot of the people that they would, maybe the New World Order, the Fourth Reich would consider more along the useless eater lines. I mean, they did the same with the Jews. They did the, the gypsies and things of this nature. So this is what they're doing here. They don't want to totally eliminate populations completely, just certain populations primarily. But then again, if they're spraying all of us with chemtrails and we're getting all the 
say, well, I mean, you know, everybody's getting hit to a certain extent. Going further, and isn't it from their perspective wonderful? They've got a covert depopulation agenda, and few have picked up on it yet. It's ideally what they want to produce. Um, it's just not about the money. Nixon himself said to the Rockefellers, it's not about the money for these people, it's about power. And then he gives some steps here to go against this. Now, we've already given you a whole bunch in the Russell Blaylock thing. I gave you a, a whole lot of things. Now, the things that I listed, you're going to have to go back and listen to because I didn't, I didn't list them all out on the PDF I've got for this teaching. I just didn't have the time to go in there. A lot of those products I have talked about in the past, you can even key them in the search box at continuefortruth.com. But another thing to think about is detoxification. Um, we've talked maybe a little bit about that. Uh, it says, because we've all been fed Babylon's harvest, the GMO stuff, and eating the toxic garbage that comes from Monsanto, Dow, and Archer Daniel Midland, and all their genetically engineered foods, and the chemicals, and the fluorides, and the chlorines, we need to detox. And again, I'm pretty much ongoing all day, <laughs> every day detoxing personally myself. I, I think I practice what I preach, but an easy detoxification program using fresh squeezed, I guess this is his version of fresh squeezed lemonade, that you make using maple syrup, fresh squeezed lemons, and cayenne pepper. So, yeah, you could also do some apple cider vinegar in there. Um, fresh squeezed lemons. You'd probably want to go a little bit lighter on the cayenne pepper because it might be a little uh, hard on the palate. Because <laughs> cayenne pepper, you know, that can be not the greatest taste and stuff. But, yeah, I get what he's saying. And, you know, the maple syrup. So that's one of his just homemade do-it-yourself detoxes i have a file on that where there's a whole bunch of different low-cost affordable detoxes i, I don't want to i i have a lot of extra bonus material on this but if you want that just email me and i'll send it to you on the just the low-cost detoxes um that you can do and that's another thing to think about now this i received and it was around and this is how a lot of times i know i need to do a teaching i will get information from a lot of different various sources all kind of confirming the same thing because i wasn't really planning on doing a study on chemtrails but then all of a sudden i got all of this material that came flooding in about chemtrails and then i got this from the owner of invive silver right around the same time that i was putting all this information together and um he said to me well, if the subject was the 5,000 part per million in five mild silver protein cures the chemtrail flu. It was just what we're talking about here. Okay. And, and he cited the same Dr. Horowitz report that we just read. Um, it starts out by saying, from five years of my own clinical experience of using Invive 5,000 ppm and using 5,000 daily is the only way I'm able to stop the stop the cough muscle aches and fatigue now personally i don't even do that okay but for some people that may be necessary and he's saying this guy who's doing this and i don't think this is the owner i think this is somebody that actually wrote in or maybe maybe it is the owner um lawrence i don't know but he's doing a teaspoon every day now that's expensive and i know that and i'm not telling you you got to do a teaspoon every day i know this stuff's expensive I primarily said in most of the recent teachings that, you know, have this for a pandemic type scenario. If you do get sick, yes, use it. If you feel like you need it on an everyday basis, do that. But 
you know, I'm also trying to give you other options to boost immunity and, and trying to give you other things, uh, other ways that you can accomplish things, maybe with foods and um, things of this nature. Hey, I mean, if, if you were just eating oranges every day for the vitamin C alone, you could, you could, you know, eliminate probably the need for doing any kind of, of the whole food stuff. It's just not always practical in the day and age we live in. Okay. So, um, but he's saying that this is how you stop the chemtrail flu is, is the five 5,000 part per million, which is, you know, basically the, it's not the strongest strength Invive offers, but it's it's the strongest strength with the longest shelf life on the market, period. There's nothing that even comes close to it, okay? The unmarked planes are spraying you every day, so you have to take the 5,000 every day. Okay, well, I wouldn't quite go that far. I've, I've given you a whole lot of other options, but for some people, this is something that is going to be necessary, and... Um, the reason is, well, let me just read this. Evelyne dibromide is coming out of the jet fuels and the chemtrails that is causing immunosuppression and weakening people's immune system. Well, also, that's just one thing. It's, you know, it's the aluminum, it's the barium, it's, it's all the secondary infections that this is causing, all these mycoplasms and yeast and candida that it's setting you up for, okay? These chemicals that are in the chemtrails. Um, weakening people's immune system and a mycoplasma microbe or a fungus that causes upper respiratory illness suddenly you develop a secondary bacteria in the body so this is why he's saying a teaspoon of the 5,000 ppm every day if you are going to go that route um and again maybe you might find okay all he needs a quarter teaspoon okay um which there's 24 teaspoons per bottle a quarter teaspoon if you did a quarter teaspoon a day you'd be looking at uh, 96 day supply so it becomes a lot more cost effective if you're going that route. The, re the reason I'm saying that is if you're doing a lot of these other things maybe I'm mentioning that are, that are a little bit more cost effective, you probably don't need as much of the Invive. I mean, I know if I take that C400, my immune system feels great. But what the C400 isn't going to do, though, is target things like mycoplasm. It's going to boost my immune system. But the Invive Mild Silver Protein is going to really, really go after the candida and the fungus and the mycoplasms and the viruses and the bacteria. Okay, specifically like a guided missile. So this is the difference. This is why I've always explained the difference between the Mild Silver Protein, colloidal silver, and supplements or things that you can do to boost your own immune system function. I've always referred to the colloidal silver like a secondary immune system in the body. Okay, and what it does is it takes pressure off the primary immune system of the body, which relies on things like vitamin C and calcium and zinc and things like that to maintain health and antioxidants, bioflavonoids. So I'm going to pepper what he's saying with my own philosophy here on, on what gets the job done here. Because I'm not just going to say, yeah, you got to take a teaspoon of of Invive every day or you're going to die. No, 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 no. That's, I got to stand before God. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> okay. I think it's an awesome product. I do believe God totally led me to it. It was miraculous how I found it. It did a lot. It's done a lot for me and everything, but, um, um, yeah, I, I I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go that far. Now it may come to the point where someday in the future it, it may come down to that. I don't know where it's like a life or death scenario. And I'm not saying God can't protect you and he can't deliver you and he can't give, provide for you all that you need. Um, but this is the strongest thing that I know of on planet earth to battle this kind of stuff. I've tried like 
tons of stuff and a poorly functioning immune system is what got me into alternative health care in large part so it's kind of always been a subject that's near and dear to me uh so uh then it goes on to say chemtrail flu have you got it yet you're sick your nose is stuffy your body aches you're sweaty coughing sneezing you don't have enough energy to get out of bed so i give you the link here for the website um for the um, mild silver protein dr-johnson.com dr-symbol or hyphen johnson j-o-h-n-s-o-n.com it's not actually even my website it's in vibes website um that they put up for me when i did that tour back in 06 i asked them to do it for me because i couldn't process orders and do the tour and all this other stuff at the same time um the march 1978 issue of science digest in an article titled our mightiest germ fighter reported an antibiotic kills perhaps a half a dozen different disease organisms but silver kills 650 resistant strains failed to develop in other words what you have now with the overuse of antibiotics is all of these super strains that have formed like MRSA, multiple resistant staph aureus and all of these super strains now that are in the hospitals that the antibiotics don't even work on and they're at their wits end they don't know what to do well resistant strains fail to develop with colloidal silver okay they don't they they, they cannot mutate out of the grasp of the colloidal silver killing it if there's a sufficient strength of the colloidal silver in the bloodstream to kill it if it's too weak though like these 10 and 20 part per million ones they sell in the stores you don't want to rely on that if you get it with a pandemic i'm telling you it's like taking 20 troops into battle it's just you're gonna be so outgunned it's not even gonna be funny whereas if you use something like a 10,000 part per million or a 10 7 or a 5,000, it's like bringing 5,000, 10,000 troops every time you take a dose of this. It's literally that many more particles of silver per dose, part per million. And that's what it's in reference to. UCA, UCLA, UCLA Medical Center said colloidal silver killed every virus that was tested in the lab. Now here's here's a picture that he sent me too, and I've seen these pictures before, and it's, it's a little bit, um, it's like, man, how many of these? 12. 12 pictures and um i'm gonna expand it as big as i can so you can see it if you if you look at it on the pdf but it's literally a view of the inside of the chemtrail planes you can go up on online and just do a keyword search um and i would do it through xquicks uh, you don't really want to get on any databases if you can help it um uh, startpage.com those those more private search engines but it's literally showing the insides of the planes that people have taken of the chemtrail planes and it's showing you these tanks inside all the seats have been removed there's these tanks in there and these are the chemtrail planes that they're i mean these things are elaborate and it shows a whole bunch of different configurations it shows the nozzles on the outside the different configurations of nozzles it shows these planes that are fitted for all of this stuff somebody took these pictures you know and these are just a sampling of that so as an alternative on the silver and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take a lot of time on this because i've, I've kind of gone into this before and I don't, I don't like to go up here and do a lot of whatever but um i am offering the silver on still on special the special price that i have as long as my inventory continues to hold out I will offer the silver at the special price, which is if you order, and I don't ship outside of the United States. Now, if you need it outside the United States, go to that website I said, drdr-johnson.com, and they ship all over the world, 
okay? Um, the problem with Invive is really international shipping is not too bad. If you, if you get it shipped from them inside the United States, it's they really nail you. And he has a lot of justifications for it, and I get it. He's running a bigger company. I'm, I'm offering basically free shipping in, in the bottles above anything above 5000 They're all discounted special prices. And um, the more you go up in strength, like the 5700 you get 10 bucks off per bottle. The 5000 you get 5 bucks off per bottle. The 10000 you get 10 bucks off per bottle. And the 10-7, you get, mm, let's see here. I know it's at least 10 bucks off on the 107 if not more. Anyway, and the shipping's free. So, generally speaking, if somebody were to order like a few bottles of like just 5,000, you're going to save 30, 35 bucks because they really nail it on shipping. They'll ch they'll probably charge you about 20 bucks on shipping for three bottles and then um retail price. I charge 5 bucks less per bottle. And that's just one example. You can save a lot more with higher volume quantities anyway if you want to know more about that just email me uh at my email address i had said earlier um or it's up on my website and it's up on the pdfs and those types of things but you cannot get these this what i just talked about you will not be able to get the special prices on the doctor hyphen johnson.com website so don't ask about it you won't be able to get those prices up there okay um now pertaining to this what do we run into? Well, we run into the whole realm of lung infections. Obviously, chemtrails. Okay, so let's say you have this mycoplasma infections in the lungs. What do you do? You, neb you nebulize the 100 ppm in five miles of a protein. Now, you can either order the 100 ppm strength, which isn't very expensive, or you can make it. You can dilute it, and I give you the, the directions here how to do it. It's not hard. You nebulize that right into the lung fields for three to four minute intervals several times per day to actually kill it. Okay, it's the, it's the most direct way to do it. Um, so I give you the things on how to make it here. I'm not going to go into that. Sinus infection, best way to go after this is, is to get a nasal uh, atomizer spray bottle. And I give you a link to one of them. And it's, it's, a, blue, it's a blue glass nasal sprayer. The only one of the only things that will damage the Invive Silver is sunlight and so it's good to get the either the amber bottles or these cobalt blue glass bottles and you make it you you put it's for this you want to use 500 ppm in the in the um in the nasal spray atomizer and uh let's see here one drop of eucalyptus oil in the 500 ppm solution is also very good for nasal use you can also do one drop in the nebulizer cups it kind of opens up the lung field gives a better you know just nice smell that type of thing and you can just you tip your head back and you you spray the nasal passages three to five times because you can have that mycoplasma or whatever this this the chemtrails are causing up into the lung in, into the uh, sinus cavities into the lung fields. these are two different ways you can treat those areas and so that's another way i give you all the directions here you can also for inner ear infections because this can affect your inner ear i mean if you get infected you can use the uh, five thousand or the 500 ppm in eardrops, right into the ears. The one thing I like about the silver for the ear infections is it doesn't burn um, like hydrogen peroxide drops will. The hydrogen peroxides will pop and click, and they, they freak kids out, and they a lot of times they'll burn. The silver never burns. That's what's cool about it. I mean, you could have like an open wound and put the silver in there if it was infected. It's not going to burn. 
I mean, it might burn, you know, if it was an open wound and you put it right in, but it's not going to burn like, you know, putting alcohol or, or hydrogen peroxide or something like that right on the wound. It's probably about the gentlest thing you're going to be able to do as far as um, um, pain. So I tell you how to do that here. I'll give you those directions. Pink eye. You only use 50 ppm. I've never seen it fail in a case of pink eye. I mean, you don't do any higher than 50 ppm. Um, and they they sell in Vibe. I sell in, in Vibe sells, whether off the website I gave or off of, if you order from me, sell a P, 50 ppm for the eyes. And that's all you It's the only thing we use 50 ppm for is eye drops. And you get an eye infection, it's usually gone within like less than a day, you know. You do, you know, one drop in each eye three to four times a day. Usually pink eye, any kind of eye infection is gone within one to two days. Um, a lot of people ask me, well, how do you make this, This it's called AG cream. AG is the is basically, if you look at the periodic table, silver's elemental name is, I believe, AG. Silver cream is what it is. So you just get some aloe vera gel, try to get the best you can get like organic or whatever and then you add drops of the 5,000 part per million silver to the gel to the point just before it starts to liquefy and then that's your that's your cream that you can use over for topical use um anything you're wanting to treat on the skin essentially not to say you can't use 5,000 part per million like if i have a MRSA case i'll say just do it straight it's straight into the MRSA. don't don't bother with the aloe vera it's just going to dilute it you, you want you want the mercy you got to get super aggressive and i got a file on that i can send out too if, if anybody wants it uh i've had a lot of people ask me about MRSA, and MRSA says listen you got to go after that if you have MRSA, you have to go after it hard you cannot be willy-nilly about MRSA. i mean that stuff people get limbs amputated they you know all kinds of stuff. so you got to go all the way with that you got to be aggressive and i don't just use the silver on that i'll use alternate iodine with the silver with possibly hydrogen peroxide with maybe oregano oil i mean i'm i'm, I'm hitting it from so many different angles i'm just trying to get rid of that infection as quickly as possible for the person i also give you the invive silver dosing chart for children and babies i have questions about that it's here okay i'm not going to get into all the specifics there and then i also i'll give you the startup dosage if a high amount of infection or yeast is suspected i have particularly women sometimes they're super 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 loaded with candida and literally one drop puts them into a herxheimer effect one drop of the 5,000 part per million i mean they're like oh i just went to bed i had a severe headache one drop that's how strong this stuff is so you got to be careful. Not everybody reacts that way. Some people can start out with a teaspoon and it, you know, they don't get a big effect, you know, but you want to make sure you're drinking eight to 10 glasses of purified water every day to help flush out all of the dead um, bacteria, virus, candida that the silver is killing. If you're doing it in conjunction with a candida protocol, and you're really really hitting the silver hard you might want to even lay off the flora until you're past that one to two week range where the candida is pretty much you've killed most of it then start on your flora take it separately from the silver and then repopulate the intestinal tract more because i mean if you're taking really really super high doses of silver yes it can affect microflora in the intestines high doses can, especially at this strength level you know but the thing you have to do for candida you got to do two things 
and, and one is not enough by itself. You can't just do in five silver and expect a candida. Yes, you can kill it with that, but the problem is, is you're not repopulating the intestinal tract with the good flora. Uh, conversely, if you do, and I had a patient one time, they had been taking flora, and I mean really, really large doses. They got one of those uh, um, stool samples done, I think at Rocky Mountain Labs or something like that, and, and it came back, but they hadn't been doing anything to actually kill the candida, just thinking that the flora was enough came back and they were off the scale on candida and they were also off the scale on flora so it is possible to do both but you want to kill the candida primarily and then really concentrate on repopulating with the good flora that's how you have to go after candida and the simplest way i know of to do it is, is to do the the environmental silver protein most aggressive way and then you know holding each dose under the tongue three to four to five minutes okay and then swallowing what you can do is hit your tongue with a little bit of the um uh, organic peppermint oil i i have it here i sell it the amerta brand i love it it's the best i've ever used or you can go up find it online um i used to recommend the now peppermint oil the organic but man after i use this amerta i'm like no no i'm spoiled now i don't want to use now anymore the amerta tastes so much better hit your tongue with that and uh hold it in there i like to do it four to five minutes I mean the stuff's expensive you might as well get as much as you can out of it sublingually and not to say you don't absorb any in the stomach either it's just better sublingually and then you swallow it and then it's going to leave a film on your teeth because it is dark because it is so concentrated and that is normal and then what you're going to want to do is brush your teeth 10 minutes later okay um and that's that's that and but anyway this is a whole protocol that tells you how to if, if you're really 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 super sensitive and you're and you're gonna react or you think you're gonna react this tells you a very very safe way to kind of progress in dosage so i give you that uh i also give you the link to my avion bird flu presentation um what to expect how to prepare my end time preparedness prepper mega study part one two and three with the pdf that gives you a lot of information i didn't cover today but that is also very important and then um also my link to the presentation colloidal silver miles of a protein its uses in history that's a whole presentation i did online on miles of a protein on its history in america because it goes back way way back 1920s all the way back into that era and what happened when the food and drug administration took over and how then they phased out the miles of a protein that was commonly being prescribed by mds back then you'd go to the pharmacy you'd get you'd get the the prescription filled they'd compound the miles of a protein right there in their pharmaceutical um little shops back in the old days i i my one of my elderly patients told me he used to go and, and get it that way but the problem is is back then they had no way of really stabilizing it so it only had a shelf life of like a week to two weeks so you had to take it like a course of antibiotics but then what ended up happening is that was working way too good so then they had the modern day advent of the antibiotic era came in and then that was more of an ongoing thing where they realized it was going to generate a lot more reoccurring revenue because the people that were taking the antibiotics were going to need to come back because once you take that first dose of antibiotics yeah you might feel better for a time but your own immune system's devastated your micro microflora is gone so you're going to have to you're going to come back to the medical doctor it's going to be this never-ending cycle which is what they want they want reoccurring revenue they want dependence okay the silver did not provide that for the medical pharmaceutical industrial complex 
So this is why the mild silver protein fell out of favor. And yes, it was mild silver protein. It was not this standard electrically generated weak colloidal silver that is commonly sold now. Okay, now I will say this. Here's the one caveat I would say. There's, there's only one other time that I would, that I would not use in Vive, okay, as far as a colloidal silver. And that I would use a product called Sovereign Silver, okay, which is an active silver hydrosol. There's only one time I would, and that is in the case of herpes, okay. The reason is, is the silver hydrosol is super small, and it can actually penetrate and get to areas where the invived silver, which is also very small, but not as small as this, can go to. And in those cases, I would use this product, the Sovereign Silver, which I actually do carry this. I actually carry it in like, I don't know, 16 and 32 ounce bottles. Okay, it's the only time I would advocate it because here's the problem. For instance, Herpes Simplex 2 lives in the spinal ganglion of the spinal tract. That area has almost no blood supply. It's extremely hard to get to. So even if you're taking the Invive Mild Silver Protein, it can't get to it, okay? And what ends up happening is, is you could go on a protocol and keep the stuff at bay, but you're not able to actually get to the area where the virus is living. Whereas with this product the anecdotal testimonial and i even have a, a, a couple one first-hand account they've actually had people that check negative for herpes simplex 2 and i believe simplex 1 with this okay the amount of invive silver probably it would probably take to accomplish that would be a lot more it would be cost prohibitive and in this particular case, I would rather use this particular product. It's, it's the only application so far I've seen where I would choose this over the Invive. Um, also, Taylor wanted me to make this. I, I wrote this down a long time ago. She had a stomach virus. And I told her, I said, just take some of the silver, the Invive silver. She took it and it was almost gone instantly, the stomach pain she was getting. I mean, it was like, and she says, I want you to tell your listeners that. Because I, I had the stomach virus and... And uh, I took the silver, I told her what to do, and it was like gone instantly. It was, I mean, like for a stomach virus, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to go right there. I mean, it's like, just like for the lung fields, if you nebulize it, you're going right to the source. Sinus, with, with a little atomizer, you're going right to the source. You're going to, you're going to, you pink eye, you put it in your eyes, it's going right in the source. So you're going to typically get very, very quick results with those cases, where, wherever you, um, but when you have an area of the body like the spinal ganglion that has almost no blood supply and it's so hard to get to, it's going to be much harder for the silver to reach that. Okay, so that's, that's the differences that we're, we're talking about here. So, all right, and then I give some other information about the silver. Um, okay, and then this is the last part. I just want to kind of cruise through this. I get emails oh i don't know a couple maybe a year about um well i'll just read you this and it's kind of self-explanatory um this was a listener longtime listener named jade emailed me she says a concern about this is regarding a concern about unbiased website findings. I want to first of all assure you that your time answering my questions is well spent because I refer your product to countless people. 
I've seen it do many amazing things for many people. Okay, I want to make it clear I do I do understand the agenda of this website and that the true colloidal silver products they're promoting are of a lower concentrations and a shorter shelf life. More on that later. However, there is an important issue that I don't see addressed. They argue that it's possible for bacteria to grow in the silver. And this is their now they're accusing in vive of this. Okay. Bacteria to grow in the silver because the silver particles are encased in protein. Um, this was a concern of my friend that convinced him to discontinue use of Invive, and I think it's a concern worthy to address. So I'm addressing it. I'm going to just do a little study on it. I could think of possible answers, but I'd like to have an answer from the expert. It would also be wise, maybe as a future update to your website, to have a web place on your website to expose this and other sites' accusations because of its claims to be independent and unbiased and because it looks so informative and professionally done. Do you have a response to this website studies? Okay, so then, um, so she says, do you have a response to this website study? Silvercolloids.com. Um, and then she ends by saying, I and my family have been using your 5,000 part per million for years and have done wonderfully with it. So since I'm a big proponent of yours, I'd like to have a response to this other website's findings and to those that say that true colloidal silver is better than MSP. So I'm going to give you my brief response and then I'm going to give you in Vibe Silver's response. My response is just based kind of on logic, I guess, but in Vibe's going to actually tell you the truth behind this. And I am intimately kind of involved with this because I've been on both sides of this issue. I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I, I told her, I said, Here, here's my response. I said, um, Jade, think about the statement you asked below about bacteria multiplying in the in Vibe miles of a protein. The silver by itself is beyond any, any bacterial. See the third attachment. I sent her a whole bunch of attachments. I said, how could the invived mild silver protein kill the most virulent bacteria like MRSA? See the first attachment, which was my attachment on MRSA. If it could not even kill the supposed bacteria present in the bottle when it's in its most concentrated form, I mean, I'd be pretty sorry. You know what I mean? Yes, there's out-of-control bacteria multiplying in the invived mild silver protein but it can kill MRSA that doesn't even make any sense at all you know what I mean so I said the whole concept makes no sense at all I only speak for invive though as I have no other experience with any other brands if you go to my website or the dr-johnson.com website and click on colloidal silver facts there's a tab there I think many of the things you're asking will be addressed See below for a response from the president of Invive about this issue. Okay, now this is something that <laughs> he's very passionate about, the president of Invive. <clears throat> Regarding the silvercolloids.com website in this booklet that this guy, Ron Gibbs, has released. He says, there's an absurd lying deception that they have perpetuated for years on the public to sell their weak 20 part per million silver. They sell colloidal silver. 20 part per million, they've done so for years. I used to sell their silver, okay? I'll get to that in a second. Before I found it Vive, I did. I didn't know any better. Anyway, it says, For while silvercolloids.com is posing as an independent site, the truth and the fact is that silvercolloids.com is owned by the same person, Frank Keyes, who owns the following companies. Mesosilver, puristcolloids.com, Colloidal Science Laboratory, Inc., whose fronts are also Utopia Silver. I used to sell the Utopia Silver way, way back 
in the 90s. Okay, and I got some decent, you know, kind of responses from it. Nothing like I saw from Invive. But then I learned the truth about Invive. And then I just, you know, dumped it. I can remember being on the phone with the owner of Utopia Silver. And the guy literally telling me, and I don't know why he told me this, that he had more money in the styrofoam packaging in the boxing of the Utopia Silver than he did in the silver in each bottle. That was what the profit margin he was making. Well, I don't know why he would tell me that. Maybe it was like some kind of God's way of showing me that this is not good. I mean, you know, it's one thing to make a profit. It's another thing to commit highway robbery. You know what I mean? So his profit margin was just, I don't know. Who knows what it was. But... When I stopped using the Utopia Silver, the 20 part per million, and I started with switched over to Invive, I left, I stopped kind of selling the Utopia Silver, so it, but it stayed on the shelf. And I can remember coming there, I don't know if it was eight, nine months later, 10 months, I don't know if it was a year, it was in that range. And I looked at the Utopia Silver I had, and all of the silver had fallen to the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> it was just like this layer of of like silver on the bottom and I'm like that wasn't there before and it sounds like something you shake the bottle up and it no it doesn't work that way if you ever see that you, the silvers went bad it's just like before when they didn't have stabilizing agents you had to consume the silver within a certain amount of time way way back in the day 1920s 1930s when you used to get it compounded by pharmacists and and so <laughs> anyway that's how unstable their product is that's what a low shelf life it has and it's and if it was any higher part per million it would happen a lot quicker for instance if it was let's say a hundred part per million it would probably only have a three month to two month shelf life because it would precipitate out of solution so much quicker because water by itself could just not hold silver particles in suspension you have to have a stabilizing medium this is why the mild silver protein is unique the guy that developed the, the protocol to stabilize the silver in it, 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 he said God showed him how to do it. It was, it was an MD. He said God showed him how to do it. It, was, it has to do with molar calculations and all of this really, really advanced math that I don't even comprehend. And um, that was the guy the owner of Invive worked with to get the stabilizing formula for the Invive silver. I mean, they've got bottles from 1993 that have never went bad. Do you realize that's over a 23-year shelf life? already he thinks it might be a hundred years they never had a bottle go bad okay so right now on the bottles i got a new one i just opened today it says retest january 2020 they're just put on there for purely fda purposes but it's good to 2030 plus so right now it's saying 14 years plus would be the shelf life Actually, probably one that was probably 15 years. But that's just there for FDA purposes. There's no other colloidal silver that even, even can come close to that level of, of um, stabilization. So anyway, um, he goes on to say, this is the owner of Invive. He said, so this guy, Frank Keyes, who's, who puts up this website, who, which acts like it's this independent, non-biased website, is the same guy that owns all of these... 20 part per million silver colloidal silver companies that aren't stabilized with any kind of mild silver protein who are trash talking in Vive. 
and all other monosilver proteins. They're just lumping and vibe in with them. Okay, so this is total garbage because obviously he has a hidden agenda. Okay, he owns Mesosilver, PurisColloids.com, Colloidal Science Laboratory, and Utopia Silver. <laughs> I mean, this is such garbage. The fact is, there's no bacteria in our Invive Silver. That lying devil, Frank Keyes, and his buddy, Ron Gibbs, wrote a booklet that said they were about to test a totally different mild silver brand, not mild, not Invive mild silver, because this unknown brand allegedly was supposed to have bacteria on it. That's like saying don't buy Ford cars because the Ford Pinto had gas uh, tank fires. So don't buy Lincolns or any Ford product nor, nor Miles Silver Protein because one brand had a problem. One brand totally unrelated to Invive. And how can we even trust what they would put out when they obviously have an agenda to sell non-stabilized, weak, colloidal silver at a low part per million that doesn't have a shelf life worth a zip. So... You know, obviously, it's always about the money. It says, it says, it would say that it would be like saying never buy a Lincoln because the Pinto had a problem. What kind of trickster and lying devils is Frank Keyes, the guy that's behind all of this, the one that owns all these companies, that's supposedly putting out this unbiased research? <laughs> the real reason um, this Ron Gibbs wrote this booklet, uh, I guess to trash mouths over protein, was... Because if he had, he would have had to admit, oh, okay, I'm sorry, hold on. The real reason Gibbs didn't test the miles over protein, or the Invive miles over protein, was if he had, he would have, would have to have admitted the miles over protein killed every pathogen in sight. The only way Keyes and Gibbs could get around the fact that the miles over protein would kill every pathogen in sight was to not test the miles over protein against pathogens. And if that unknown miles over protein that Gibbs said that had the bacteria on it did have bacteria on it, that still doesn't matter. Because as soon as the casein, which is the stabilizing, protein stabilizing agent, is washed off the silver particle, the silver particle will kill any bacterium that is in its vicinity. I prayed about their lying in the year 2000. And by, by May of 2000, God struck lying Gibbs dead. So this is obviously something he has a little history about, a little passionate about. Gibbs was buddy of his shill for Frank Keyes, and Gibbs wrote this booklet on silver, which Gibbs knew nothing about. He, in other words, Gibbs didn't know anything about the silver, but he's the supposed authority. I read the booklet before I ever found out about Invive. That's why I was very, very reluctant to ever try Invive, because of this very same thing, because I had read the booklet. It is like asking a science emeritus to fix your car, but the science emeritus cannot fix your car because that is not his area of expertise or his field, and he knows nothing how about how to fix a car. The same was true of lying Gibbs and the silver. Gibbs knew nothing about the silver. Regarding the dark color of high-particle surface area colloids, Dr. Ronald Gibbs' booklet states that high-quality colloidal silver is colorless, which you hear that a lot. Oh, it's colorless. Is it normal for Invive to be dark? Yes, it's literally 500 times more stronger than what you're going to get in a health food store. So it's more con It's 500 times more concentrated. So it's going to be way, way darker. And it's going to have a really, really bad taste because of that. Okay, that's why. It's normal. <laughs> Ron died. Okay, hold on. Uh, Ronald Gibbs' booklet states that high-quality colloidal silver is colorless, but the highest particle surface area colloid in the tabulations is dark in color. Why this discrepancy? Um, so in other words, it being dark isn't a bad thing. 
okay? The highest particle surface area colloids in tabulations he even determined is dark in color, okay? The material in Ron Gibbs' book is slightly dated. Ron died in May of 2000, and the book material was frozen about a year before that. For example, the samples that Ron tested, some of which were made for him by Colloidal Science Lab, Inc., also owned by Frank Keyes. <laughs> this, this is all so corrupt. Were believed by Ron to be at least 50% colloidal silver, which they were in fact mostly ionic. Typically 90%. Ionic silver is not true particulate silver. It is silver that is typically generated through electricity off the silver rods. That is not how invived silver, mild silver protein is made. It's made different. So true particulate silver. Ionic silver is typically very unstable. It has very, very hard to get uniform particle size. It doesn't have the same effect as colloidal does. As soon as ionic hits the bloodstream, as soon as it hits the um, chlorides in the bloodstream and in the stomach, it converts into a um, basically a non-usable form of silver. And that's the kind that can actually turn you gray. There's never been a case of Argyria turning somebody gray from an invived mild silver protein, even though it's way stronger. Because it's, a, it's, it's, the, it's the quality of the silver Okay, and garbage quality, if you, if you take tons of garbage quality silver, ionic silver, like the kind you make with a generator, yeah, you do enough of that over time, it can turn you gray. It's rare, but it can do it. Okay, but it's never been a reported case from Invive. Anyway, I got to get going here because I'm running out of time. Um, let's see here. The methods developed at CSL to determine ionic versus particle concentrations were developed at the time Ron wrote the... Um, uh, developed at the time that Ron wrote the book, and so he was not fully informed about the ion-particle ratio of the test samples and consequently made some erroneous assumptions. Ron assumed the samples were at least 50% particles when they were only 10% particles. So in other words, a lot of the things were botched when he wrote the book. The guy didn't know about the subject. What he was given was garbage information. He was given garbage test samples. It was just bad all the way around. Since mesosilver had not yet been developed when Ron wrote the booklet, all products of that time, which displayed color, were the result of large silver particles present in ionic solutions that were produced using electricity or electrolysis methods. Those are the garbage kind. Those products contained about 10% of the silver content in the form of particles. For a solution to display color while containing such relatively small amount of particles requires that the particles be very, very large, typically 100 to 500 nanometers. And worse than that, Frank Keyes owns Colloidal Science Silver Labs, which is the one that was supposedly conducting all this unbiased research, okay, um, that made, and they're the ones that made the products for this Gibbs guy who wrote the booklet to test. It was all, I mean, it was all like the fox guarding the hen house garbage, you know, total corruption here. Then he gives links to prove what he's saying here about Frank Keyes, um, in all of this he gives links and then frank keys is the principal scientist and founder of colloidal science laboratory which conducts research on metal colloids mr keys has carefully researched the production of colloidal silver oh yeah right and has built a laboratory facility for colloidal research which is the state of the art for the field so yeah right all lies here's a picture of frank keys his smug expression tells it all regarding what he looks like look at those swarmy eyes <laughs> so he, you get, there's, a, there's a link you can click on here if you want to see his swarmy eyes. <laughs> then it says, theirs is a ridiculous 
collusion to defraud the public and wreck the reputation of the 100 plus years of success with mild silver protein because it literally has been around that long god killed ron gibbs for being a liar when i prayed about gibbs lying deception but to this day frank keys puts up gibbs's lies with this booklet on the internet in order for frank to grow rich selling junk 20 part per million silver which precipitates out of solution has no shelf life because it does not have a protein stabilizer my comment in vibe mild silver protein is made under pharmaceutical um, GMP good manufacturing practices with double check off list the silver that is used is the finest available it's the same silver used in the third 1938 edition 12 volume of the British Encyclopedia of Medical Practice Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons the compounds used to make the silver are identical as the silver compounds used in burn wards across America as a result they can achieve a very uniform particle size between 0.005 and 0.015 microns which is something most companies have a very hard time doing now this particle size is much smaller than a bacterium which is approximately 0.5 microns therefore invived silver particles can go wherever the bacteria are because the the invived particles are 100 times smaller than a bacteria on average um because i vive the invived silver is so stable it has a minimum 20 year shelf life the company started in 1993 they still have perfectly good bottles of silver from 1993 current invive uh, colloidal silver expiration dates are for the year 2030 plus like i just said but that is purely there for fda purposes there's no colloidal silver in any form that can even come close to the shelf life or potency nor has there been one case of argyria meaning people turning gray reported from taking a vive silver today modern antibiotics kill over 100,000 people per year and cause horrendous liver and kidney damage failure and death plus it kills all your microflora in your intestinal tract and elsewhere Whereas the pre-1938 mild silver protein formulation of Invive has never caused one death or one case of Argyria. Okay, so now if that doesn't convince you, I give you my newsletter entitled Colloidal Silver Safety Issues, Home Silver Generators, The Blue Man, The Truth About Electrically Produced liquid silver and silver generators learn the difference between ionic silver and true colloidal particulate silver, which I've kind of got into that a little bit. But if you want to know more, the literally the last, from page 28 to page 36 is all covering that. I just don't have time to go over all that. And, and that's something that you can kind of delve into. Um, and then also the FDA admits it has no clinical data suggesting colloidal silver is unsafe for human use. And this, it's literally from the FDA, a letter from them. Okay, so that's all I have for today. Man, I started at like 3 today and it's like 12.22 a.m. I don't know how things got so far away from me. I mean, I, I stopped and took a couple breaks, but anyway... Um, I'm going to say a quick prayer because I am almost totally out of time here. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us. Thank you, Lord, for letting us come together to explore these things, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you guide us and direct us on how we need to prepare for what we've covered today, God, with the chemtrails, how we need to pray, fast, prepare, educate others, Lord, that you'd use this information for your glory, Lord, to lead people to the Lord, ultimately. Um and educate people that they would not be destroyed for lack of knowledge, that they would not be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of them. I pray you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, and that the words of our mouth and, med and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. We praise you, we worship you, we honor you. I thank you for all your goodness and mercy, Lord, and for my listeners, Lord, and for this ministry, and just for the lives you've given us, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.